Welcome to the Embodied CEO Podcast. I'm Kirsten, and while I'm an integrative performance dietitian by trade, a mom of three, and a wife, I am also a nearly two-decade entrepreneur turned business mentor, and I've seen all sorts of iterations of how to do business. And I'm tired of female business owners not fully stepping into their power because the road we've been told we have to take to get here sucks. In this podcast, I'm empowering entrepreneurs to trust their voice and expertise, to start thinking big when it comes to their business, and to move forward unapologetically toward goals that don't have to make sense to other people. Let's have the big conversations. Let's lay it all out on the table. And let's support each other forward in this crazy journey of entrepreneurship. Oh, and let's have some fun while we're doing it. Good morning, friends. Well, it's morning for me, at least. I don't know where you guys are, but welcome to episode five, which I literally just had to look up because it feels insane to me that I'm recording episode five of this year already. We're right smack in the middle of February while I'm recording this. You guys are going to hear this in March, which is just insane to be talking about that. I feel like it was Christmas yesterday. And maybe I say that every month. Maybe that's an age thing. Maybe that's a motherhood thing at this point, but I'm sounding like my parents. Everything feels like it's going faster than I ever imagined anything would go. And do you remember when you were a kid and a month seemed like an insurmountable amount of time? Like, remember when it was almost summer break and you had a month left and it felt like this was never going to end? And now I think, holy crap, I only have a month to get that done. And it feels like there's just not enough hours in the day. But anyway, I digress. That's not why we're here. What I want to talk about today, I'm going to introduce to you in kind of a roundabout way, so bear with me. But you guys know this. I do on tangents. You're going to get a story. I was in the shower this morning, about an hour ago or so. It's a Sunday today. And I don't always record on Sundays, but this is just how life, you know, happened this month. Like, we got shit going on. We got kids. We're busy. And like, I record when I'm in the mood to record. I bring you these podcasts when I have shit to say. And this morning, I had shit to say. The kids are still sleeping. There's laundry in the machine right now. My husband is downstairs working. I have already walked the dog for three miles. Like, this is my life, right? But I was in the shower and I was thinking about what I wanted to tackle on today's episode. And I do my best thinking in the shower. I don't know if you guys can relate to that. Again, maybe parenthood, maybe age, I don't know. But it's probably just the fact that I'm alone and alone with, with my thoughts. And I very often wish that I could just kind of record my stream of consciousness that's happening while I'm in the shower, because I swear some of my best ideas, my best thoughts, my best breakthroughs happen while I'm in the shower. But anyway, I was thinking about the title of the podcast, The Embodied CEO. And it brought me back to the meaning behind that and why the podcast is called that and what it is, this being embodied, right? And I kind of want to start today's episode with highlighting two messages that I got from clients this week. And I probably should have these pulled up so I could have these verbatim, but I'm going to spitball these because, you know, whatever, I'm going to do that anyway. You guys know me. I end up doing, you know, my versions of things. But here's what I want to say. One of my clients this week sent me a message and the, the gist of it was that she hit her highest month ever in revenue and highest month was approximately $8,000 here's what I want to point out. She had an $8,000 month, but then the second part of her message, the $8,000 month didn't surprise me in the least because I know her and she's a badass. And of course she did. But here's the part I want to point out. She has been in business for five years. And prior to this $8,000 month, her highest ever revenue month was $4,200, which is also a great month, right? $4,200 is great. You're an entrepreneur, you're running your own business, but five years, $4,200 was her highest. And then she had an $8,000 month in the month of January. And that's embodiment. That's not 
more information. That's embodiment. And I'll tell you in just a second why that means so much to me. The second one, basically what she said is that she went out and she bought herself a car with her own money from her own business. And she's married and, you know, she's got a partner. Like this isn't like she doesn't have a car before or, you know, like she's, she's in trouble for a car or whatever. That, that's not it. But she went out and she bought a car with her own money from her own business. And yes, this just happened. And yes, this is life. And holy crap, this feels so good, right? Why is that so important? And why do I want to bring this up? And what the heck does that have to do with being embodied, Kirsten? Everything that I do and everything that I have always wanted to do with what I bring to you guys, with how I show up, with what I talk to my clients about has been about this concept of we can do the shit we want to do and we all deserve to make more and be more and show up bigger and have more response and have more impact and get to literally make the choices the way we want to make the choices, not because we had parents who made good money and therefore we were okay. Or not because we have a spouse and therefore between the two of us, we are okay. And not because we got lucky and not because blah, 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 whatever the other 8,000 things are that would make it not ours, but because we are capable. And that was the point of being embodied in what we do in how we scale our businesses. It's more than just take information and execute things and as a result, now you have results. It's take information, apply it to you, sit with it, change it, manipulate it, you know, chew on it, be triggered by it, work through it, adjust it, make it your own, revamp it again, be disappointed by it, look at it new, sit with it some more and embody it and in the end, you get to do what has always been important to you, and it becomes about you. That's my bottom line of this, and that's where I want to go today with this conversation. We talk about embodiment with everything so far that we have talked about on this podcast that I talk about on Instagram, that I talk about in any of my programs, if you've ever been in my space. We talk about embodiment, but what it leads me to is integrity of leadership, both for yourself and others, because embodiment is about more than just taking somebody else's information and executing on that information. It is the difference between a long-term sustainable business because it is part of who you are versus a short-time successful influx of stuff because you did what somebody else before you did and you know it works. It made me think about leadership and integrity because something happened this week that I want to talk about. Two things actually happened this week that I want to talk about, and they're so funnily related and perfectly the opposite ends of the same spectrum. And this all comes back to embodiment and integrity. So bear with me as I step you through this. Earlier this week, somebody very obviously copied one of my posts. It wasn't the same wording, but it was very clearly the same message and even some of the same graphics and the same exact point. And then later this week, someone else messaged me to ask permission before joining one of my programs, because she and I do similar things in our business, and she literally wanted to clear it with me first and ask permission to come learn from me. Opposite ends of the same spectrum. So here's the reality that I need to be our foundation before we have this conversation. We all do similar things in the coaching world, no matter what you coach on, whether you coach on business or you coach on nutrition or you coach on mindset or you coach on fitness or you coach on finance or whatever it is that you coach on. In the end, we all coach. It's very similar. The process is similar, right? But the deciding element in this entire piece and this entire conversation and why I want to harp on this today is integrity. 
we can do things from a place of copying what someone else does, or we can do things from a place of what we know to be true, what we know to be right, and from pure intention of who we are. And that then directly reflects how we coach and how we CEO. Let me expand on that for just a second. How we coach comes from, when we do it right, who we are, what our intent is, what our experiences are, what our knowledge is, what our values are, what our beliefs are, and how much integrity we have behind that. And then there's how we CEO. Because you guys have heard me say this a thousand times. If you want to run a business, you need to be a CEO first. Coaching is your product, but you need to be a CEO first. So how we CEO a lot of times has to be based in a whole lot more strategy, but it also still has some mindset to it. And it also still has to have a whole shit ton of integrity to it. Because guess what? If you don't function from integrity for no other reason than this, eventually you will lose clients. So if we're talking about straight up CEOing, you better have some damn integrity because otherwise no one's going to want to buy from your business and then your business will tank. So even if it doesn't bother you personally to not have integrity, your business will tank. So my point with this, how we CEO and how we coach is directly reflected in how we approach things. And are we approaching things from who we are or from what we see others do? My ops manager and I were talking about this, this first incident the other day when somebody directly copied what I put out there. And I say directly, but it was obviously paraphrased and it was slightly different wording, but whatever. And my ops manager said, and I appreciate her so much for this because she knows me so, so deeply. But anyway, this, this goes back to how you run your team and having people in your space, right? But she said to me that this happens when I'm most in my element. And I was like, what do you mean? And she said, when I'm most pure and direct and from my brain... When I don't think about it and I just create purely from what I have to say, that's when others start to mimic what I do. Because I realized that she was right. I want to explore this a little bit. Why does that happen? It's because when I'm creating from scratch, when I'm in the moment and I'm literally just bringing my unique thoughts out into the world, I'm not crafting a message. I'm just being me, right? I'm literally just saying what I want to say. And that's super fucking tempting to mimic not just mine, but for anybody who brings unique thoughts out there, you know why? Because it's new, because it's unique, because it's their perspective, because it's original and we haven't heard it before, not in those words, not from that standpoint, not with that person's life experience, not with that person's intention, not from that stance. So yeah, it's really fucking tempting to mimic that and not always with bad intention. Let me be super clear. They're not always with bad intention. We are all influenced by everything that is around us and what others are saying around us. But this is also where I'm not going to tell you to take it as a compliment when somebody copies you because, yeah, it still blows like it does. Let's be real here. It still does. But this is where I am going to tell you to sit with it and how that feels and consider it from all angles. What does it mean when somebody mimics what you're doing? It means that your message has impact. It means that your uniqueness somehow landed. It means that you need to now, and this is the part that sucks the most, you need to now coach yourself through feeling all of those feels of having someone take your thoughts and mimicking them because you're going to have thoughts about that. It's going to feel shitty. It's going to feel invasive. It's going to feel a little bit like a letdown. It's going to feel like, well, wait, now other people are going to see that from that person and think it was theirs, but really this is what I said and blah, blah, blah. You're going to go through all the emotions and you're going to have to sit with that. The one thing that you're not going to be able to do is somehow control it or take it back or whatever. This shit's probably happening all around you all the time. Because again, we all walk in the same realms. We're all in the same you know, industry. We're all in the same circles. We all, we're in the same space. 
this is probably happening everywhere. But this goes back to what I've told you a thousand times before, be 100% yourself because no one can ever imitate you the way that you are. So back to your message has impact. I want you to sit with what can you take when somebody has taken something that you have produced and is putting their spin on it, but in a very minor, less obvious fashion, and it's mainly your message. How do you acknowledge your impact as a coach? And how do you coach yourself through it? Are you going to get mad? Are you going to step further into showing up fully? Are you going to make a bunch of noise about it? Are you going to produce a bunch of content about it and put the other person down? No. This is you with integrity, right? Back to leadership and integrity. How do you lead yourself? How do you hold on to integrity in yourself? And as you're acknowledging your impact, I want you to acknowledge your impact as a coach. Like you said something that was impactful to people, therefore they're mimicking it. But let's look at your impact that you have as a coach. People are learning from you. And sometimes what you say has such a profound impact on them and resonates with them in such a way that it drives a desire for them to create from that impact. That's not always bad intention, right? Because that's the whole point. When we teach others, they're going to learn from what we say. And part of coaching is teaching. When we guide others, they're going to be impacted by our words. So look at intention. And then can you be okay with that fallout? If that intention was good, does it make that fallout feel different? Right? If they learn something from you and they sat with it and it had an impact, and as a result, they produced something that sounds very similar to what they learned from you, but their intention was truly like, I was impacted by this and I grew, does the fallout feel different for you? And can you coach yourself through that in a different fashion? And can you hold space for that person and be okay with what that person was doing because you know that intention was truly from pure impact from you? And on the flip side, even if you can tell that that impact or that intention rather was not pure, <laughs> and it still feels shitty, can you just be okay with the fact that it feels shitty that they copied you? Can you just move through that? Or are you now going to sit here and you're going to make yourself smaller and share less because every time you share, there's that very real opportunity and reality that someone's probably going to copy that. Can you be okay with that and still show up? How are you going to coach yourself through that? And then from the other angle, what does that mean about how you coach others? Again, are you going to water yourself down? Are you going to be afraid to show up? Are you going to not allow people in your space if you know that they do something similar to what you do? Or are you going to trust your own take on it will always be unique and you cannot be replicated even if they mimic? Let me give you some examples. So this person that asked, literally asked permission, and it was the sweetest thing. And it asked permission, let me give you some background on that story. This person who asked permission to join one of my spaces said she has literally been kicked out of spaces in the past when those people holding those spaces realized that she was a fellow coach. What the hell? That's awful, right? How do we grow? How do we better ourselves if others go, wait a minute, you might possibly be competition. That is a direct reflection on the, on the person who was holding that other space, right? Where are you in your own confidence and self-trust and your own leadership if you cannot handle somebody who is in the same industry or a similar industry as you being in one of your spaces? How can you walk through that and not have space for them if you want to have continued impact and growth? Because we're all here to continue to grow and lead ourselves to the next evolution. So this person asked permission. And I was, first of all, floored that this had happened to her before. And I said, in my world, you are always welcome. 
I don't care what you do. You are always welcome. If you find value in what I do and you want to be in my space, I'm so honored that you're here and you are always welcome. I have also on the nutrition side of our business, this was on the business coaching side, but I've also in the nutrition side of our business had so many other dietitians, both as nutrition clients and also in educational things that I have put out there that were intended really to give my audience a deeper dive into specific topics. But they joined those same educational spaces in order to learn and grow as fellow dietitians and are now using that information in their own business. I'm not offended by that. I'm honored by that. I'm honored by the fact that I can help somebody else increase their skill and their knowledge base. And with the folks that came to us for true personal nutrition coaching, fellow dietitians who came to us for personal nutrition coaching, I am so incredibly honored that we were able to help them step out of what's usually a pretty dark space physically, right? They're not in a good space. They're not feeling great. They want to improve. I myself in the past have had a dietitian. If you've been around for a long time, you know this. When I wasn't doing great, I needed somebody else to be in charge because you can't be your own practitioner. It's not healthy. So I don't take offense to that. I lead myself through that. And how I coach those people doesn't change. My integrity and my leadership and my pure power and how I show up to guide those people is not dampened because I know that they function in the same industry that I do. I don't pull back. I don't water myself down. I don't give them less because I'm afraid they might learn too much from me. I mean, let's look at that sentence for a second. I'm afraid you might learn too much from me. What kind of shit is that? I hope you learn all the things. I hope I get to share everything. I hope all my experience and my knowledge and everything I've stepped through somehow makes you better in your own journey. And I hope to get that same thing from other people in their spaces. I learn from my clients all the time because we're all unique individuals and we've all had different experiences. It comes down to integrity and leadership and how you coach yourself through it. That's the part we usually neglect. It's the coaching yourself through that situation. But then also, how do you turn around and coach others? There's a great example I can give you here from my husband, actually. And when he used to tell me these things, I was just appalled that he was doing this. And it seemed to me to be such a shitty business move. This is early in our, you know, in our marriage and in our entrepreneurial journey together. But he used to, he's an IT, and he used to take parts of the code that he had developed that was clearly uniquely his IP, his personal, you know, intellectual property, things that he had developed that we ended up selling, right? That we built businesses from. And, and this is common in the IT world. He would make part of that open source, meaning it just lives out there for those of you who aren't in IT lingo. It means it just lives out there on the internet and any other developer can use that code that has already been developed. And I used to look at him and go, what the hell are you doing? Like you're literally taking your information and putting it out in the universe for free and someone else can just use that. And he goes, yeah, I want them to use that. And I go, what? What do you mean you want them to use? And he goes, I want them to use that because it proves that what I created is viable that what I created can help further things and what I created can have impact on other people. And I said, okay, but that's great, but you created it. This is yours. And he goes, yes, but here's the thing. They don't have everything that I know. They don't have all the stuff that I have created. And they most certainly don't know what my intention was behind how I used it and where I go from here. It was always one of those, I share what I can to have impact on others, but no one can ever replicate what I'm doing to the same degree in which I'm doing it. It will always be different in every different iteration. And no one has the big picture that I have in my brain for the thing that I have created that is my thought, that is my intellectual property. My husband has the purest intention of any person I've ever met. He's also a Pisces. I think that's just a trait for Pisces. 
but he is he has the most pure intention for anything that he creates. I have always been more skeptical. Part of that is my upbringing. I'm very, I have very cynical and very skeptical parents. I love them, but they're very cynical and very skeptical. That has always kind of been the backdrop in my brain. And I have spent years working away from that because I want to function from a place of pure self-trust, self-leadership, integrity, and how do I show up? What am I creating? For what purpose? And what's my integrity behind it? And how do I lead myself through it when it feels gross? And stuff will feel gross all the time. You're going to have people who will try to copy what you're doing and try to do the same. It will never land the same. Let's be super clear on that. It will never land the same because it's never you with your background, your experience, your life, your knowledge, and the bigger picture. And it will always be a validation of the fact that you had impact. So look at it from that perspective. Can you lead yourself through that? And then also not just lead yourself, coach yourself through that. How does that affect how you coach others? And will it affect how you coach others? And will it make you pull back or will it make you step further into the light? Because it should help you step further into the light because about coaching is about more than can I transmit information? Coaching is about can I set an example? Can I step into my power? Can I function from this place of pure intent? And can I manage and deal with and coach myself through all the shit that comes with it? Because there always is. You will have people that enter your world with the purest of intention and literally ask permission as to whether or not they're welcome in your space. And my God, everyone is welcome in my space. I'm so flattered and honored that that question was even asked. But then you'll also have people who are watching on the periphery, will barely acknowledge that you exist, but then turn around and try to move on from your ideas, right? Both of these will continue to exist. The duality of these two things, the extremes of these two examples will always exist. Back to embodiment, (laughs) what you coach on and how you lead people has to come from you being fully embodied in what you're actually doing and fully believing and trusting and managing the things that you say you're about, which sometimes means managing shit. It does. It sometimes means managing, feeling disgusting about something, feeling really bothered by something, feeling let down by something and still showing up and not letting it dampen your light in that process. Sunday morning thoughts, you guys. I don't really have anything I want to wrap that up with. It was probably 20 some minutes of 22 minutes of me rolling on a train of thought here, stream of consciousness. But this is an important conversation to have. I want you to take from this whatever you need to take from this in order to make yourself more embodied in how you show up and coach not just the people you coach, but coach yourself with integrity, even when you're not always surrounded by integrity, because that is reality. We're on the internet. We're coaching in a world where everybody sees everything that everybody else is doing. And that also means it's kind of a free for all for everybody at all times. It doesn't always feel great, but that is the reality. So I'm going to leave you with those thoughts. Message me with any questions. Give me feedback. I always love when you guys interact on Instagram. If you're not yet following the Embodied CEO on Instagram, find us there. Definitely find me on Instagram at the Kirsten screen. You can find us on the screen nutrition side as well if you want to follow along for our nutrition journey. Here's what's coming up in my world. You're listening to this in March, I believe. So we have a bunch of programs coming up that uh, are probably going to help you with furthering your own business. So if you're currently in a in a season where you're figuring out where do I go next? What do I do next? Program in March is going to be all about offer creation. And we're also going to do a masterclass that is going to be much more specific to solving immediate problems for your audience with immediate solutions. 
recognizing when there is an opportunity directly in front of you to utilize what you know and what you can help with, again, with the purest of intention of here's an immediate solution to an immediate problem and how do you act upon that. So that's the masterclass that's happening in March. And then the offer creation program is also happening in March. If you need links for any of that, message me. The biggest piece of information that you probably need to know is that the mastermind is now on rolling enrollment, which means you can join the mastermind at any point. You do not have to wait for a open enrollment period. You can join us at any point. Once we reach a certain amount of people, I will put a wait list in place because I do want to keep the space really small and intimate. But if you need information for any of those things, send me a DM, message me, email me, whatever you need to do, send a send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. You guys know how to reach me. And I'm so glad that you were here with me for another episode. And I will talk to everybody soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Embodied CEO podcast. To connect with me, Kirsten, head to kirstenscreen.com or find me on Instagram at thekirstenscreen. My DMs are always open, so drop in and say hi. Be sure to follow, subscribe, and share the Embodied CEO podcast. And now go out there and take some action.